podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 15th of May 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Good afternoon John. And Godo. Hello. What's happening? That's all good. Gordon, it's interesting we've got a guest host this week. I know, it's I nice. Know. So he's also put on his first ever football strip as well. That's nice. He's, he's... Who's this I, guy? Where'd you find him? I, I know. That's, I, has he got the tales of Spanish football to come from him? <laughs> I was... Um, I was digging out all my Scots Abroad tops just to put them all together, just to get like a picture of them all. But I'm, I realised I'm still waiting for one to arrive. So whilst it was sitting there, I was like, I should just pull this on because it's nice. right there. The is nag- it match worn? Is that the? Is it? What do you mean? No, well, no. Has the, it has the word Fiorini underneath the? Oh yeah, the it's, pro- it's proper, proper. It, this is the thing I don't like about it though is Dutch numbers don't have the name in the back of the strip. So it's just number six in the back, which is really annoying. You have it printed under the badge, your name. Oh. And you have That's it written on your shorts as well, which is cool. But if you want to take a picture, all you're going to see is number six on the back of it. Yeah. And then it leads to more conversation. It needs to be had. Just a simple it's name. Strip. Simple yeah. name. And we'll go. But I mean, the, the flip side of that is Ryan Goldstrip, which has like nine different advertisements. It's like a fucking yeah. Formula One car on the back. <laughs> It's it's like one of those ones that's like the late nineties Formula One's car as well that have very clearly taken like there's one obviously the big space where the the they've, they've got space for another sponsor they've clearly taken a smoking sponsor off it like it used to say Marlboro on the fin now it just says nothing it's just red. <laughs> I was like digging through pure archived photos of me the other day to try and find so I was doing a podcast football kit memories yesterday okay. and I was, I was trying to dig out this photo of me for like my, my eighth Christmas or whatever it would have been with the Rangers away top at that point mm-hmm. and I found loads of these random thing, the photos of random things that I've collected and I was like mum what are these and she's like oh she goes before everyone just admitted that smoking caused cancer in like the 80s and 90s they used to give you like Tesco club card type points for smoking. Oh yeah, and there used to be a catalog yeah. that you could order points off. So because my grandpa oh, yeah. was like cigarette, a cigarette curtains. Yeah. So although it was cancelled, it took him the end. I got like a snooker cue. Yeah. <laughs> a, a nice jacket out of it. Is that <laughs> these things like all like these random family board games we had were solely causing my grandpa's smoking addiction. <laughs> yeah. I would get Monopoly this year because your grandpa's panned in what thirty thousand fags in a, a year and a half. So yeah, just funny seeing all those photos. Where did that come from? Um, but this is the the penultimate episode of the the season. Actually, Andy, we've just realised looking at the the uh, Andy Andy, your you're all upside you're upside down, Andy. You're your season, maybe. You're, you're Australasian. This, this isn't an Australasian podcast, right? This is one that goes European season and needs a fucking break. It's a global football podcast, John. You know it. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Um, but yeah, that's as the penalty episode is. I mean, we'll, we'll still do stuff for Patreon. We'll still be there for the Trample Bet groups. But Jesus Christ, I've never been more in need not to do a podcast for four weeks. <laughs> Although I do yeah. tend to just leave you guys to do it for four weeks anyway. That's fine. I, yeah, I'm happy still. I'm happy to keep going, man. Japanese football is where I live these days. So. <laughs> 
That's this, I mean, I would say that's, that I would be quite comfortable doing that as well, but I've yet to get a Swedish result right. So it's, it's not as if the start of the new season has been great for us. I'm well, sure there's a, I'm sure there's an expression about shit on a wall and a fan and various things. <laughs> Last week's results, in my absence, I did pick probably my best banker of the year. Um, it was definitely the best odds at 4-11. to 11. Bayern, I hope you mentioned Gladbach, I'd taken this solely on the motivation that Bayern had to win to win the title. And then before they played, Leipzig dropped points, which meant they were already champions. So I don't know if that contributed even more to the fact that they were already prepped in the mindset of, we need to win this to win the title. Now it was like, we need to win this, or we know we don't, but we're prepared for it. And now the pressure is all off. And it was just a fucking 6 now, man. I... If it I'm put on a banker, it was one to two. Went out to one to nice two. And easy. Because because it, because they it was one to three when you proposed it, and then because they obviously needed, or it was four to eleven when they proposed it, but it was much shorter because at that point it was done. So they could have just fucking put out everyone you want to play and got on with it. But great result, six now. I'll take that. That's a bank. That's a He's beautiful, home. beautiful banker. No comment needed. My banker is in Japan, Kawasaki Frontel, away at Gamble Osaka. They went 1-2-0. Odds of 1-2. So another reasonably high-priced one in there. And there's Kawasaki again, just continuing to win on weekends and never dropping points when it's a podcast week. <laughs> they, they, are, they are the team for doing that. And uh, another comfortable banker win for me in this zone. This was Spezia versus Napoli and taking Napoli away. You know, Spezia actually played really well. The hi- again, the, the highlights, I've watched the full highlights package for this again. And Spezia, you almost feel sorry for them because like in any other league, they would probably be quite a, a decent team. But when there's six like, you know, teams of all-stars, essentially at the top, it's, it's much harder to stay in division and also that. But they sc- I mean, they, they still score against all these teams. So it was 4-1 to Napoli in there. But, but Spezia did give them a run for their money in... Napoli went up 3-0, Spezia got a goal back and then started pushing and Napoli had to make a whole bunch of substitutions and then got their second goal, their, their fourth goal. So 1-2, that went off at. Some of the yeah. Italian football stuff that I've seen this weekend has been pretty cool. So um, promoted officially from Serie B are Salentina, who are Napoli's rivals, yeah, but are also owned by the same people that own Lazio and it's illegal mm-hmm. in Italy to own two clubs in the same league. So they're now on a fire sale because they need to be sold within 25 days to be registered wow. to play in Serie A. How, so much, that, how much money can us and our uh, Facebook patron. group and patrons, <laughs> and every, everyone we know, how much can we get together? To be fair, they got the crowdfunded for some fucking uh, drug-addicted person's dog being kidnapped pretty quickly. I'm sure if we wanted to chip in in Barcelona we could, we could get a crowdfund going for that, right? Well, don't need I, think, I think their strip goes against them, to be honest. Like, what is it? Brown. It's oh. all brown. See, there's, not, there's not many strips that look good that are all brown. I don't know. Uh, if, you want to be, if you want to be a new owner and make your mark straight away, just rebrand the club. I'm sure the existing fan base here on uh, the mind. FC. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for my, my value, I went on the same method of madness was Man City to beat Chelsea because Man City could win the league if they won the match. Chelsea were good. In- yeah, and you weren't here last week, but if you've listened to the show from last week, I did say I didn't like that pick at all. I I maybe wrongly assumed 
Chelsea's motivation because I don't know why I thought they would switch off a bit because the Champions League because they can so comfortably still make Champions League football. Mm. And I was like, well, why don't they get the Champions League final? Like they win that, they're in anyway. But I don't know. I honestly thought it was maybe a bit of gamesmanship that Chelsea maybe wouldn't put out a full set. To be fair, Chelsea didn't put out the strongest side. And well, also, to be fair, there was a ridiculous penalty miss in there. Oh my god, mate! So and that, and that would have paid out if they just. Oh yeah, definitely it didn't. That would have been exactly, exactly so. Yeah, that was here. Yeah. Where do you even where do you even start with that? Fucking... Micah Richards is where you start for that. He was in the studio. Did you hear his? I think I think it was. Uh-huh. Uh, so he was in the studio and he was like, "Yeah, played played with um, played with." Uh, Aguero quite a lot he fucking did this in training all the time and he never scored then either (laughs) (laughs) he clearly wanted himself a a memorable moment and he has one now but not for the right reasons is that tweet going around true Gordo Um, it was the it was like English football versus Scottish football and it was like Jason uh, Cummins when he missed the Penenka is is that a real is that a real real quote he, he like, said Aguero's like, like apologising to his teammates in a tweet and Jason Cummins like I've got my barn my barn at like Pirlo so I must have tried to be like him <laughs> be like him that was his interview to be, I was to like, be fair I, the, di- the difference between those two moments though are Hibs won that game in the end yeah. And, yeah. And, and in fact what and one of the reasons they did was because he scored the penalty what, what, the winning penalty that's right imagine he tried a penalty so he, again he made amends for that imagine he tried that again I, you know I was there I was I was against Dundee United of course fuck so, so yeah I would have loved him to have missed again but uh, yeah he had a happy outcome whereas Aguero obviously Man City went on to lose So, but your but your value was close so you know that goes in it's a totally different it's a totally different story my value pick uh, it was in Japan on Sunday eight in the morning, so it was uh, Urawa versus Vigalta Sendai. I got to see a bit of that game. It was a comfortable Urawa win, two 0 So my value pick came in. The odds of just under even money, six to seven. Urawa are good this year. So cautious with Urawa, ever referencing the fact that they're good. Just <laughs> two seasons of like unpredictableness. For, for, other, for other listeners, they're basically like of that league. It's like. I don't know, Leicester showing up against, oh, well, you've got to play Sheffield United. This, oh, you lost 5 0. Like, <laughs> just no reason. And, and the next yeah, week, ne- you, next week beat you beat Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Yeah, they're um, capable of doing that, but they, they went and won 2 0. It was, it was comfortable. My value pick did not come in. Uh, rather disappointingly, there, this was um, a dead rubber in the, the, the middle of the Serie A. This is Udinese versus Bologna. Udinese took the lead 23 minutes in which was a really good omen for the rest of the game. They actually then completely blew it by giving away an 80-second minute penalty. And from 80-second minute on, it looked like Bologna were going to win the game. Um, The Udinese were right up the park the whole time, playing cross into the box. And then Bologna were just pressing on them. Like, as I think John had mentioned it before, Bologna play that kind of Napoli-style heavy counter-attack where they just sit in until they need to do something. And just at that point, they could have lost that game about 4-1 after they, that penalty went in. <laughs> it, 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 they didn't look like turning it around. So really disappointing in there because, you know, you feel like a team who's done this five times on the spin and beat them at home the last five years would be able to do that. But especially capitalising on such an early lead as well. But not to be... 
And I'm going from my worst banker to my worst outsider, I think I've ever had, pretty comfortably. Um, wrongly took Inter Milan to take the foot off the gas. They played four people who kind of took the place of better players, and I'd hoped that would be the case. But Alexis Sanchez seemed to have like found a bit of Arsenal 2016 form out of nowhere for himself. Um, I'd take Sampdoria away Inter, and I won 5-1. They were phenomenal. They were so fucking good. Um, it just was like, it was like a whole new lease of life for the players that hadn't been playing. Um, Christian Eriksen Christian Eriksen's finally like settled there and looks like an absolute fucking player and what do you even do did you see the picture of the the four X United players so no. young young Darmian Lukaku and Sanchez with the Scudetto and you're like nah that's that's pretty cool that's a that's a big fuck you to man you right there in yeah. one picture two binned fullbacks when they've been fucking struggling but yeah, my outsider, <laughs> yeah, my outsider didn't come in either, John. So uh, Tokushima Portis at home to Sapporo. I, I like the big odds at eleven to five, but they lost. They lost the game two one. They went up one 0 in that game as well. They yeah. they 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 they'd done that, um, but unlucky in there. You can't can't win them all. Now for my outsider, I'd like to tell a brief story about uh, this game, and this is about Toulouse versus Cayenne. You're Cayenne. You're in the relegation zone, and you need to win this game to stay up or even get a draw do something in it right to stay up this is what you're required to do Toulouse are three uh, Toulouse are one nil up right um, you win at half time you have a, a team talk about it you get a penalty in the 47th minute you miss it then you get a man sent off then you lose three nil it's <laughs> not the way it you want to go out it went from bad to worse didn't it oh it was dismal truly dismal yeah, not not the bed. No outsiders for us at all, and pretty hefty defeats there for me and Gordo. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure Gordo, you turned it around in the charity. But we'll start with me. English Premier League: Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace. I took the away side at sixteen to eleven. Great pick. Well, honestly, just solely in the basis of Sheffield United being shite. How can you be a fucking dismissed SPL manager, even if it's through caretaker means? How do you get a Premier League job? Like, how do you actually get a Premier League job in England after being a failed SPL manager? You have to succeed to get that trajectory. Like, you shouldn't even be at an academy of a Premier League side. They, they, they are so, so bad. They are so mismanaged. I don't know why they bothered getting rid of their manager. No, the neither time. do I. It made I no sense. He would have been perfectly equipped to bring them straight back up and then they need to try and find somebody to bring and them he also, And he also, despite the troubles that they had, he still had the backing of a lot of the fans. Yeah, of course. Like, look, look at, it's, it was a Sean, Di- Sean Dyche idea. Like, if you go yeah. down, as long as the fans are on board, you've got a year to bring them back up. There's no issue yeah. there. Yeah, and he probably would have done it. Or I, would, I think I he would have. I would, I would have expected Welder to have done it. Yeah, I think he would have with the parachute payments. I really do. Um, but she- Sheffield United give it 2-0. Palace were excellent. Yeah, so that was a great pick, John. Really good, really big odds. Um, my charity pick uh, was the Oklahoma Eccles, who have been excellent this season. And you were getting them to win at home against them. A mediocre Kobe team, it just under even money, four to five, uh, and and they went ahead and did it and won two 0 So that was two out of two charity picks in again. So we rolled on to my four to seven shot here. Um, after two even money uh, games had cruised in, um, I was left with obviously a nice game to go. I had picked top of the league Jur Garden to be recently promoted, completely terrible beggar fours 
um, since their start of the league. So Jurgarden had won their previous four games. Uh, Degerfors had won one of four. Jurgarden dominated the entire game until the 85th minute when they conceded a goal, panicked, conceded another goal, and lost us the charity bet. So lost 2 0. Jesus two-nil, Christ. 2 0. Like, if you look at the stats in that game, it was an assault. Like, the, the, they had 16 goals, 16 goal attempts, right? Overall, <laughs> the, other team had, the other team had seven, right? You look at uh, you look at when Degger Force things. So that's another. Alsvenskan's quite good at putting up their highlights packages as well. It was all them the entire thing. It was basically just like it wasn't even a good goalkeeping performance. Like, so I've got. I'll be honest, right? Because I was I was waiting on that for one of my cookings coming, and I knew that there was ten minutes to go. And when I felt my when I heard my phone make the goal alert noise, I just assumed the cooking had won. Yeah, because because the way that game was going. They had been so all over them that there was only one way that nope, nope, the underdog's gone and taken the one goal lead. Can I see that the first half stats? Can I just go through them briefly because it 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 really the fifty seven percent of ball possession. They'd nine goal attempts versus Degerfors one, three shots on goal versus Degerfors zero, six shots off goal versus Degerfors one, fourteen free kicks, fifty well, five, uh, three corners, and and the the, the you cannot. Do more. See their XG in that game it must have been about six, right? And and they couldn't convert at all. It was so frustrating, especially when it's the last leg of an admittedly shite bag charity pick, right? In there, so obviously I'm on the charity pick this week. Uh, we were two in a row. We're now back to zero in a row. Hopefully, going on to one in a row. Yeah, bad bad end to the weekend. Andy, you're you're. Japanese picks are pretty much fucking on form right now, right? Like that's like every week you've had at least three or four. Like at yeah, least. either going four for four or three or four for like the last five or six weeks. I've just been on a, on a very good run. Like, but you could we we could comfortably say on this podcast that we, as a podcast, are probably the most profitable Japanese league football betting picks podcast easily. I think we may be the only one. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, it's been it's been going very well, and I'm, I've got more picks from the same league this week to keep it to keep it. Let's just go into this week's picks then. Saturday the 15th of May 2021. I'll kick us off. I've gone really lazy and I'm going with teams that I know need to do stuff um, to get end of season prizes. La Liga, Sunday night, Atletico Madrid versus Osasuna. I'm taking the home side at one to three. Atletico Madrid are just doing what they need to do. They're just doing enough. I trust them to get the result here. Um, they've won the last four home games. They never won at Bernabeu. Uh, Bernab- New Camp last week. They were probably the better side um, in that game for, for large parts. I was gutted in that game, man. I had I'd like a wee cash builder going. So I stuck a tenner on I can't remember who the four cards were, but three of them came in and I spent the last 17 minutes just waiting on one player to get carded. Mr. Luis Suarez. That's twice that's happened down this season for me. Twice. Talking about how 
uh, or at least surprisingly, I don't think he's he's never has he never been sent off in a league game. I don't think he has been. No, which is he's incredible had... to me. Multiple suspensions. Oh yeah, yeah. but they're as, they're all as a result of bookings. Well, no, but he's had suspensions for like stuff that he should have been sent oh, off. Retrospe- for aye, retrospective yeah. ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, I don't think he's ever actually been showing a red card in a domestic league game. I mean, ever. there was a little flare up with him and Longley at a throw in. And I was like, fucking the ref's blowing his whistle. And I'm just like, ah, fucking go book him, book him. <laughs> and he was like, he separated him and told me to calm down. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? That was a yellow card defence for both of them. Oh, it's fucking just Imagine you refereeing in that game. It's like, he called you a dick. He called you a, a wee dick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I just think Athletic Madrid are way too much. They, It's in their hands. They just need to win their games. Um, also sit at home, one to three. It's actually really good odds for this. This will be a 2-0 Athletic Madrid win as well, which is 4-1. to one. Not worth it. We, we correct score shout there. Oh, yeah, it's 2-0. It's a 2-0 game. It just reeks of it. Smells- I like that. I li- yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like the 1-3 shot. Uh, that's reasonable for us. A- yeah, they'll win. They'll win, they'll win that game. My bankers, uh, Sunday morning, 7 a.m. UK time. Uh, Kawasaki versus Sapporo. Home win for Kawasaki. Odds of 2-5. to five. So slightly better than one to three. Uh, Kawasaki obviously still top of the league by a lot of points. Forty-two points from sixteen games, scored forty-one goals. They've only conceded twelve. Uh, Sapporo are eleventh. They have only fifteen points, so that's a lot less than forty-two. Uh, Nineteen goals scored and eighteen conceded. So there's just a massive gap in the quality of these teams. You're getting a big price on Kawasaki here, and it's purely, I think, I think it's because a Kawasaki drew today unexpectedly against. Vigalta Sendai with a 97th minute Vigalta Sendai equaliser, right? Flukes are going to happen. That's, that, that, that's fine. Uh, but also, Sapporo are unbeaten in their last five matches. But if you look if you look into that and look at the strength of schedule and the quality of teams that they've been playing, with the exception of Sagan Tosu, they've they've been the four weakest teams in that league. So their, their strength of schedule has been, while they've got a decent run of form, it's been against it's been against teams all below them in the league that they should be beaten anyway. Uh, whereas Kawasaki are just annihilating pretty much everyone. Um, they only seem to drop points midweek as well, uh, which is which is interesting. So very happy to take uh, a Kawasaki win at odds of two to five is my backer. Like it. Again, yeah, big fan no, of that. Again, no, no, no complaints in Japan. Um, I'm moving to somewhere that Andy would traditionally call home for this pick. This is uh, the German Dritte Liga, the third division. And... And uh, this is Duisburg versus Engelstadt. And in this game, I'm taking over 1.5 goals at the price of 1-4. to four. The reason for this is Engelstadt need points. So there's on 65 points tied with um, 1860 Munich. Um, that's to be promoted. That's to be into the playoff place from the from coming down from really the, tight the top up there. Super tight at the top. I mean, the, the teams are separated between first and fourth with two game weeks to go by four points. So, you know, and, and the team underneath don't don't need to be at Saarbrücken are on 56 points. They're not involved yeah. in this race at all. Wiesberg are safe, just. So they, they're on 43 points. Then the team who's in the top of the relegation spot, so in 17th, is so on 37. There's two game weeks left. So you, they would, they can't, because of the teams underneath them playing each other, they can't, they go they, down they, they're mathematically done. Leesburg have conceded the most amount of goals in this division. 60. Um, Ingolstadt are 
been scoring for fun. The last five meetings of this, uh, these two teams have been uh, both teams to score. That's home and away. If you look at the last uh, the last five times that these teams have uh, played at Duisburg, it's been over 1.5 goals with four of them being both teams to score. Um, it just looks like a both teams. It look, just looks like an over 1.5 goals game based on you know people need to get things from this. And this is not a division that, that lends itself to many nil-nils. There are some, and these teams have generated some of them. You know, um, Ingolstadt versus Saarbrück in the last game was a nil-nil. I just think that against Duisburg, they're going to be able to get over 1.5. And Duisburg will have the... It's Duisburg that, that make this pick, in my opinion, because while they've conceded 60, they've also scored 50, which is yeah. a lot more than any of the teams around them in the bottom of the table. They've been knocking in loads of goals, but obviously the flip side to that is they also they also leak them horrendously. Yeah, um, they, so I don't really see any reason for that to change. I quite I quite like the pick. Yeah, they do, and and the game that kind of tipped it for me was to see get playing against Bayern too uh, the last week. So another relegation uh, kind of struggler down there. It was two each, you know. So they they're, they're, it's not as if playing against teams that are rubbish. They 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 they. It's just conceding against Bayern are rubbish in this instance, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the other teams that they play towards the top, they still score and concede. So over 1.5 goals, 1-4. to four. Love it. It's a set, man. So many goals in both teams. All over it, God, though. All over it. Love it. I mean, it would now now, but... Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> almost certainly. My value is Sunday night again, La Liga again, Barcelona versus Celta Vigo at the new Camp. Both teams to score at 45. Barcelona's 7 of the last 10 Liga games have had both teams to score home and away. Celta Vigo beat Villarreal 4-2 at the weekend. They look very good on the counter-attack. They they need to win games if they've got any chance of getting that last Europa League conference spot. So they definitely need to come out and attack Barcelona. Um, because of that, I think this is going to be a wild game. I can see us being like a Barcelona 5-2 type game. Just absolute wild because both teams need to win. Both teams will go for it. So both teams to score at 45 seems like an absolute steal. Seems totally mis- mispriced because Celta Vigo are the wayside. But Celta Vigo have scored at a new camp in like three of the last six meetings in the top flight, which isn't a lot, but the odds you're getting, I'm quite happy with. Mm-hmm. 45, both teams to score. like it. Well, uh, my, va- my value pick Sunday morning, 9am, uh, again in Japan. This is Gamba Osaka, so G Osaka versus the Urua Red Diamonds. Uh, who I mentioned at the top of the show, as I, I actually really like this year. Uh, I think they're a lot more solid than in previous seasons. I think this game's completely mispriced. Um, this is a big, this is a big price for a value pick. I'm going to take Uruba Reds away from home at two to one um, in the value column. I would say they're more the more likely of the two sides to win this game, and in my eyes, they should actually be favourites going in. So I see, pl- I see plenty of value in a, a two-one price, two-to-one price for an away win. So Uruwa, they're 10th in the table on 20 points. Gamble Zach are 18th. They only have seven points, albeit they've played three games less. Uh, but still, that's that's a margin of 13 points there. Ozaka haven't won a game in their last five starts. They've actually only won once in their last 12 matches. How they can be <laughs> how they, how they can be a favourite here is is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Um when these teams have met each other previously, the last five times, right, regardless of who's been at home. The away teams won the fixture. Yeah, last five times in a row. So, so I don't know why but away teams like winning this particular matchup. Um, when Osaka have been the home team in this exact fixture, you have to go back seven occurrences 
way back to 2016 for the last time that they actually beat Uruwa Red Diamonds. Right. So so Uruwa like going to the stadium. They like playing Gambazaka. They like winning there. They're higher in the table. They look more solid. Gambazaka have won once in their last 12 games. Uruwa are in good form just now. Nine points from the last five league games. Ozaka have two points from their last five league games. Everything just points to the fact that the Uruwa Red Diamonds should not be two to one. Yep. So yeah, that's why I'm saying this is a this is a value pick for an away win. I quite like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, definitely on the right side. Uruwa have been, been been giving out some doings recently, so let's let's yeah. see them do it again. Um, I in my value pick actually changed the pick I was going to send across. Um, Ooh. because. There's something about the other pick. So I'll, t- I'll tell, you, tell you the rubbish pick that I had before that's now fucking locked in, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so if anyone wants an absolute certainty this weekend, there's a dead rubber of a match being played between Chateauroux and AC Ajaccio. AC Ajaccio are mid-table, but they're not very good. Chateauroux are rock bottom, being relegated, and will feature next year in my Liga Nationale chat. Um, you know, they're gone. They're on 22 points. The nearest team on them is 38. There's, you know, they, they would have to have other teams going to liquidation for them to survive. Uh, Ajaccio are mid-table, 45 points. They're 11 away away from home. They're 11 to 8 away from home because this game looks like both teams draw a lot of games and don't win many. Um, but Ajaccio don't play Chateauroux every week. So, that's uh, that'd be why they, they draw more games than that. Um, Ajaccio have actually in that fixture when they've played Chateauroux away from home and they've won three of their last five with the other two being draws. So they're historically beating them in this this instance. I'm dropping that pick because I think it's going to be a draw. So right? what's the so what was the pick? So that was the pick. So that I'm giving my a draw in that game. No, my previous what was Ajaccio away. Ajaccio win was the was the old one. Was the old one the one that I'm going to actually select? It's still in the French League too, but it contains more teams that are actually doing things this week. Um, so this is, as as prefaced, the last week of the the, the season. Um, this is Auxerre away at Sochaux. So these are sixth and seventh in the table. Auxerre, if Paris FC drop points, can get into the auto, the, the playoff positions to get up into um, Liga One. So show can't. They're on 51 points just below, but they're effectively a dead rubber now. They've got nothing to play for in here. So show have actually dropped points against crap teams recently. So they, they lost 1-0 to Dunkirk. Um, they lost 2-0 to, well, Grenoble are decent and Claremont have been playing quite well, but losing against Dunkirk isn't very good. Um, Augsburg drew their last two games uh, with Grenoble and with Cayenne. Last week's picks to go on and got ruined by Toulouse. Uh, they beat Dunkirk in that stretch. They lost to Pau and they beat Nancy. Um Auxerre, again, have had the, the 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 run of this fixture last five years. When it's last, yeah, it's five years when this was played. So um, they've won four and lost one. They lost the most recent one, but they won the previous four prior to that. I think if you're looking at a team who have still got something to play for versus a team who don't, you know, there's only one team who's going to be up for this. And at even money, I, I would quite like to have Auxerre in there. Um, so. I trust your knowledge, Gordo. Um, I will point out that I had made the notes on your previous pick of I think it's going to be a draw. So I'm yeah. glad you've removed that because that's exactly what I thought was the case. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, now that we've all discussed that, I look forward to Paris, uh, to, well, 
as AC Ajaccio winning like 5-0 and being up 3-0 at half time. So, um, yeah, it will be still on my coupon at the weekend because, you know, I like the price of it, but Auxerre versus Sochaux presents more value in this spot. Okay, look, I'm going to the Australian A-League um, on Sunday morning for Perth Glory versus Western Sydney Wonders. This league is fucking ridiculous. So this league obviously has a, a winner of the season, which will be Melbourne City. But then it goes into the playoffs for the A-League Shield. Now, there are two points separating second to eighth in this league. They've, wow. played a vari- they've played a variety of number of games because of COVID restrictions on different things and who's played what. So there's three fixtures left and there's two points separating. So Western Sydney are currently eighth outside the playoff spots, but if they win their game on Sunday, they could end up second in the league if all other results went their way. <laughs> they're, they're, at home like at, they're at home at Perth Glory, who also can make it. Um, I mean, Perth Glory are 10th. Okay, it's only a 12-team league. Perth Glory are 10th and they're only 8 points off of 2nd place. So they're 8 points separating 9 spots. It's mental. That's crazy talk. So this is this is amazing. But Perth Glory are just slowly putting together a little bit of a run. But Western Sydney are, have clicked at the right time. I think they had a, a tough spell going on there. But they've won the last two games against Sydney FC 3-2. And they destroyed Western United last week 5-0. Perth beat Western United today 3-0. But I watched the game. It was not a 3-0 game. Western United were much better. And in the game against Western Sydney, they got destroyed. It was 5-0 going on 7-8-9. So just those two performances four days apart. Western Sydney being 2-1 away from home. Doesn't he feel right? Mm. Carl Robinson with Newcastle Jets last year, who's the manager of Western Sydney just now, got them on a real run heading towards the playoffs. And I think this is kind of the same thing as what he lives for. It seems to be this kind of mentality that works is when there's something to play for in front of him, he really gets people motivated and it goes. It just showed last week that 5-0 looked looked like a team that were finally clicking. And I don't even think it's a team that will just make the playoffs. I think it's a team that will make the playoffs and I think it'll be them and Melbourne City that are the two in the final at the end as well. So Western Sydney are 2-1 outsiders in this game. I would be all over that. The other thing I like is Graham Dorns to be carded any time is 9-5, to five, which is will that happen. when a man runs by him and he pulls him back or tries every, to slide through the back of him? Every e- time. Every time, yep. He's, he's the worst. He is the worst tackler. Ever. He's Paul Scholes. He's the Scottish Paul Scholes. Technically a beautiful footballer, but fuck me, man. I've never seen anyone lazier in a tackle. Yeah, just be like, ah, oh, that's the heels gone. I'll take that <laughs> yellow. <laughs> so yeah, 2-1 Sunday morning. Just as a just as a, an outside um, sort of point or conversation here, I find it very interesting that the Australian league is coming to an end despite being in Australasia, uh, and the other leagues such as the Japanese league are only ten games in. Yeah, wonder I, I wonder why that is and why they've gone against the the seasons as it were around there. Is it to to be more in touch with with European play in the summer? Or? It's it's going to be off if they try and play it in the summer. Yeah. Like so, it, they they don't have the luxury of being able to like it, it. So it's climate plus COVID regulations. Like the COVID regulations were pretty good in Australia, so they just didn't have the numbers, uh, and they were quite happy to cancel games in season instead of like, um, okay. you know, like they they would happily go right. Somebody said a COVID test in the area, 
the games off so they, they could always do it. Um, whereas some of the other places, it's much more difficult with more dense population centres like Japan. Okay, I think that answered my question. Roughly. I just find it. I just, I just find it. I just find it interesting. But I'm back in Japan uh, for my <laughs> for my outsider Saturday, nine a.m. in the Japanese J League, Yokohama FC against Shonen. I'm going to take this game, perhaps surprisingly, to be a draw at odds of twenty three to ten. Uh, Yokohama FC are terrible. They're dead last in the table. They've only got three points all season. However, they have drawn their last two games. And Shonen, while they're un- unbeaten in their last 12 matches, that's only been three wins and nine draws. They just draw games, Shonen. And uh, Yokohama have shown a bit of fight now to start getting some results and certainly shown they're capable of competing um, and getting points on the board. The two teams met in Yokohama, so the same the same stadium, the Yokohama home game, in the Cup uh, on May 5th, so, so last week. And the game ended in a one-all draw that time. So at odds of nearly two and a half to one, I quite like the price on a speculative draw here. Uh, although Shonen should be a much better team, they just seem to draw every game they play and Yokohama is showing a bit of fight just now. Yeah. Love draws. You could have <laughs> said any teams and I'd have been there for it. So um, yeah, I look forward to awakening to a nice notification of a win. Um I am also going to talk about a draw. Uh, this is and this has been the theme of a couple of my picks over the last uh, few weeks. Leagues coming to an end. So this is Torino versus Spezia. This is 16th versus 17th um, of an you know 18th place gets relegated tie here. Um, now Torino and Spezia can both still get relegated. Rather unlikely so, to be honest. 35, 34 and 31 points is Benevento underneath. Um, they've got to play each other. I think they'll be happy with a draw in this game. They've been drawing quite a lot of games where they've been um, playing in there. There's three games left. One is being played tonight. So, um, you know, th- there's a game on tonight later on. Currently, Fiorentina are drawing with uh, Cagliari, which is taking them above Torino in there. But... Um, you know, there's there's still a couple of games to be played. Torino have actually got four to go. Uh, Spezia have got three. They're, they're a game behind there. Now, I think this game's leaning towards a draw. I think they'd be happy with a draw in this. Spezia have drawn two of their last five against Benevento and Inter. So it doesn't matter who they're playing against. They seem to be able to get a draw out of it. Torino have drawn their last two on the spin, one each against Verona and against Bologna. Now, I think these teams in a kind of you know, neither of us want to be relegated, would be quite content to, 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 to share the points here and ensure that they're both one point further away from Benevento. Now, mental things could happen tonight and that Torino could lose and Spezia could win and it could change the dynamic of this game. However, I still think that it, it shades towards a draw with, with, with both the teams involved. So you can get those um, odds of 9-4 to four to take a draw in this game and, you know, this is, this is not like last week's outsider where I required the luck that was given to the team to actually prevail, this is much more of a, it's Italian football. Welcome to the draw zone. It feels dry to me. Um, I, I like this pick. Cool. I've picked a draw, so yeah, let's get two draws. So over to the, the much ill-fated charity pick. Um, ill-fated. We, we've, hit, we've hit eight out of nine charity picks in a row. Yeah, picks. But- not. We've said this before, we know how much Gordo loves cancer, so... (laughs) 
like, the like, entirety of Sweden. Like, any, <laughs> anytime I tell anyone that's the sentence that I use on this, they just fucking hate me. <laughs> I'm like, well, God is the villain. Like, I'm, I'm, me and Andy are doing the work. I blame the players involved. <laughs> I'm going very simple, uh, using, try to use a bit of logic. Hibs v Celtic. Celtic's last game in the league season. Scott Brown's last game for Celtic. Hibs are preparing for a cup final. I do not see why Hibs would field a strong side in this game the week before a cup final. Celtic just under even money at 6-7. This seems like a nailed on win for me. Um, Celtic will end the season on a high. Players will be playing for moves, playing for probably the announcement of the new manager tomorrow. Scott Brown will want to go out on a high. Hibs have nothing to play for in a cup final to protect. I, I just don't see... I honestly can see these odds shrinking yeah. as every day goes by because 6-7 to seven is way too high for this. Celtic will win this so comfortably as well because if I was Hibs, I would not want to put any of my players out there. I would. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree with this pick as well. I watched Hibs uh, for 90 minutes at the weekend. They were playing my team, Dundee United, in the, in the semi-final of the Cup. I don't think they're that good. No. They, were, they, were, they, were, they were certainly good enough to beat, to beat us because, you know, and, and they, they beat us well-deserved. Um, but I, I, I didn't think they were that good. And I still think there's quite a gap in quality between teams like Hibs and, and the old firm, even though Celtic have had a bad year. And they'd be the first to admit they've had a bad year. So I think getting near even money on Celtic with all the things that you've just said on top of that, it's a really good price. Yeah. I, I really, I think that's we've such got, a We've got no on. reason to play. We've got no reason to play that. On on the other side of that, though, did either of you look at St. Johnson versus Livingston as a potential pick for that? So that reason? game does matter because of the cup. Yeah. So th- that gate. So on that theme, I was like, oh, maybe I could pick, you know, St. Johnson in there. Um, and and do that and or 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 put them in there. I didn't realize how much of Livingston have been since you know the yeah, the, but that but that game that game now has connotations because the cup winner gets European places, and because these teams are going to finish in the top half of the SPL, the it could potentially mean that a place lower in the table now gets a European spot as well. Oh, ah. I didn't, so, I didn't so know that, that game, actually, that, so. that game that game matters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's different. It's, it's very different to the to the Hibs game. St. Johnson are short in that as well. They're six to eleven or something to win that yeah, game. They'll, so they'll want to win is, that. It's both, quite good for Hibs and Cup final. To win that. Yeah, I don't know if either you seen Christopher Brookmeyer's tweet. Uh, the guy, quite a prominent Scottish author, a huge St. Mirren fan, uh, who tweeted Scott uh, St. Johnson's domination of Scottish domestic football is concerning. because <laughs> <laughs> they're just winning cups. Yeah. It's good. I think Hibs, Hibs, Hibs should go into that final as favourites, and I think rightly so. Yeah, um, don't really like being favourites in cup finals. Yeah, but it'll be an it'll be an it'll be an interesting game when the final yeah. rolls around the following week. Um, my charity pick is in Japan Saturday six a.m. in the morning, so this will probably kick everything off for us for the weekend. Um, it's a bit of a punt here, uh, but I, I like the odds on it. So it's Shimizu S Pulse versus Nagoya Grampus. And you'll get the away team, Nagoya, at 6-5, to five, so better than even money. They, despite losing twice in a row to Kawasaki and then taking a 2-0 loss to the Kashima Antlers, Nagoya still are second in the J-League table and you know they're on 32 points. They've been, they've been solid this season. Shimizu, 16th place on only 12 points. 
And I just think Nagoya will be relieved they're not having to play against another top quality side like this week. Next team, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and will relish the opportunity to get back to winning ways against a Shimizu team that have only taken four points at home all season. So while Nagoya's form hasn't been great in the run-up to this particular match, I think this is a, this is a good spot to back them at a big price yep. of, of better than even money. Uh, Nagoya have also won this match the last three, three times that the side have met. So I think six to five is quite quite a good punt or an away win. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. I think that's really, really good. And I think the odds are so good because they have lost three of their last four. Yep. But do not forget that defensive record. They will keep a clean sheet in that game as well. Yeah, so I hope but so. Yeah. I, I don't see them conceding many, but I certainly I I see them winning the game. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well I'll hopefully round off this weekend um with a with a win this week instead of a big fat L. Um and my game is in a very interesting league to me. This is the French Liga Nationale. An insane league for points distribution. This is fourth place Le Mans versus 14th place Annecy. Now, Annecy went on an absolute tear to get themselves out of a relegation fight. Like, they were done at Christmas. They were beat. They went on and won a mad amount of games, and they're on 40 points, which now takes them with one game to go. Boulogne below them are on 35 so they're, they're gone Boulogne are gone Annecy are fine they've got nothing to play for against Le Mans on 49 points there's 9 points between 4th and 14th place in this league right Le Mans can still get promoted at the expense of Villefranche now Le Mans they would get promoted on goal difference if they could win this game and Villefranche either lose well have to lose and also concede one goal. So, so, what's, the, so what's this? What's, what's, what's the swing? How, how far apart is the goal difference? So it is. So Villefranche are on thirty-five uh, goals scored, twenty-eight conceded. That twenty-eight. Them, uh, twenty-eight. So a, they're, they're plus seven. Uh, Le Mans are on forty-three and thirty-four, so they're plus nine. And Le Mans are the team below. Yes. So they don't need anything in the way of the goal difference. They just need. No, they, they need to. Need, win, they just but, need to win, and the other team need to lose. Yeah, the other team they need to need to lose in there. I would say they have a positive goal yeah, yeah. difference already. Yeah, yeah. They've, so they've, they've done so the that. Goal difference is done. Okay, cool, cool. So it's fifty-two versus forty-nine points in there. Uh, Villefranche have to play bottom of the league, already relegated, <laughs> absolutely garbage sporting club Leon, a club we will not be hearing about for a few years because they're fucking themselves off into the French nether world. Um, so. I just think Le Mans have something to play for here. These games take place at the same time. There'll be live information being relayed to these players if they go ahead or go behind. Le Mans are even money. Annecy don't need anything. They've done their hard work. They could play the kids. Doesn't matter. They'll probably still want to go out in a high in the season. You know, They won't just concede the game. But Le Mans' home record, they've won four of their last five at home. Uh, I just see them being able to, to get something from this. So... This is my prediction for that. The charity pick will come in this week on the spicy odds of 11 to 10 on Le Mans. Nice. Those are all good odds then. They are good odds. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. So hopefully that will be the £10. Wheeling its way to beats and cancer. Um, if you can go and look at the charity page on the Trample Bay and the Trample Bay Facebook group, there is a link to Paul's funding page, which does close on Friday. So if you have a spare fiver, please chuck it in there. We'll be chucking in another 55 quid probably at the weekend because Gordos seems so confident and me and Andy do it. Just do don't let me down, boys. I know you do it quite a lot. 
We'll be fine, mate. We'll be fine. When's your game? Is it Saturday night? No, it's Saturday afternoon. So it might be, it might be the first game of the. Uh, whole no, game. no, the first no, one's no. mine. Japan but, uh, at 6 no, And Celtic are half 12, so God, the gears will be once again if <laughs> all things going well. It's last game again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's five o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, the recent flash score update allows me to, to actually see the times of these games and the days that these games are kicking off. So it's fi- yeah, five o'clock on Saturday, cool. um, traditional time. Um, usual stuff patreon.com forward slash trample bet £5 a month cheat sheet video recording of this extra episodes for UFC Masters Baseball all the good stuff that we could possibly do for you for £5 a month we'll probably continue through the summer doing episodes only for the Patreon yeah got to say that and the, the Patreon the cheat sheet you mentioned so that's all the picks that we've just we've just gone through written down and you can pull it up on the Patreon app it's really easy nice and handy uh, you can watch this show as a video podcast as soon as we record it. So we're recording this on Wednesday right now. Um, and, and so you get instant access to that before it goes to our producer, our great producer, Gary Black, to edit it all and get it into a nice format for the Sports Social Network. Uh, but the benefit of that is if anyone has an extra pick like me right now, uh, that's going to happen on Wednesday night, the Patreons will, will, will get it now. So Sandy Padres at the Colorado Rockies game two tonight. Uh, Gordon, what's your thoughts on Blake Snell versus Austin Gomber? Yeah, so I have Austin Gomber in our fantasy league, and he he is one of the worst starting major league pitchers that in this year's actual games. He gets fucking shelled constantly. Uh, he is he, he, he. I have him in a league that you can't accrue negative points, and thank the Lord for that. Because if I didn't, I'd have lost more than I care to admit. Um, what do you think of that then? So that's game two of the the um, Padres and Rockies double header tonight and Wednesday, uh, and I fully expect the Padres to be able to win that. Even though they've got a few key players out with COVID, their strength and depth in their roster is tr- still tremendous. Uh, and going up against Gomber, uh, especially with a, a starting pitcher like Snell for them, four to six for a Padres win, which I think is really really tasty. Um, and I'm going to double that with the Chicago White Sox to win at home against the Minnesota Twins. So that's yeah. Coyle against Hap. And that's also four to six. So a Padres uh, White Sox double will get you about 1.8 to one this evening, which uh, I've, been on a, I've been on a nice wee tear of baseball results. I think I've got my last four or five baseball coupons doubles in, in a row. So I thought I'd mention that one just for the patrons tonight. Nice. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. I quite like Roma chasing a, a European spot, trying to secure that away enter. But I don't want to get too cocky because Inter showed me up last time I picked them. Well, what time does that game kick off at? 7.45, so we've got an hour and a half. Right, so you're saying as soon as this uploads, if someone listens to it, are they going to be able to even get to that point? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Podcast? Yeah. 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 Are they going to go on it live? Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we better end this quickly then so they can actually get it. And Chelsea to beat Arsenal because Arsenal are fucking shite. <laughs> Behave yourself. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Web Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.